Cape Town gets some relief, but is it enough? That story and more on H2O Radio's weekly news report. I'm Jamie Sudler. I'm Franny Halperin, and it's This Week in Water. The inaugural Water in the West Symposium was held in Denver last week, hosted by Colorado State University. Among those addressing the audience were Colorado Governor John Hickenlooper, Secretary of Agriculture Sonny Perdue, and Denver Water's CEO Jim Lockhead. Colorado Senator Michael Bennett also spoke and emphasized that water infrastructure is old, in some cases 50 or more years old, and that the federal deficit, now higher than ever except during war or recession, makes it difficult to fund new programs. He also noted the difficulty Colorado and perhaps the whole West has of getting others to understand water problems. In the Congress, when there are people from the East Coast to the West Coast, they tend to think about water quality, but they don't think about water quantity. And as a state, what it means is we have to collaborate together to make sure that we all acknowledge that no more water is being created. We have to find ways of using the water we have more efficiently, more responsibly. Speakers at the symposium mostly comprised representatives from industry, government, or academia, with only one of about 35 panelists from an environmental organization. While cooperation among various water agencies was discussed, the underlying dispute dusting up on the Colorado River among upper basin states and the agency that manages the Central Arizona Project continues. The upper basin states have taken the Central Arizona Project to task for trying to draw more water out of the Colorado River instead of conserving as much as it can. A meeting between the two to discuss their differences is planned to occur on April 30th. Many people traveled to a hotel conference room in Arlington, Virginia last Tuesday to tell the EPA what they think about a proposed rule to roll back Obama-era coal ash disposal regulations. The rollback would allow coal-burning power plants to avoid cleaning up their ash pits that were found to be contaminating groundwater, according to Think Progress. About 100 million tons of coal ash are produced annually from the burning of coal to generate energy, and a lot of it ends up in online ponds that can leak deadly chemicals into groundwater and streams. Inside Climate News reports that eight-year-old Olivia Hopkins, a Girl Scout from Illinois, stood on a chair to reach a microphone and said that she was counting on the EPA not to roll back protections and to keep those she loves safe. The EPA figures that the rule changes would save utilities about $100 million a year, but the agency's own justice advisor has said that the rollback would hurt disadvantaged communities. At the end of last week, Cape Town, South Africa, was hit with rains that caused havoc and flooding. The downpours were welcome as the city has experienced severe drought. At one point, a date had been set, called Day Zero, when water taps would no longer run. Now, Day Zero has been pushed back to an unspecified date in 2019, according to Earth and Space Science News. But last week, city reservoirs were still at about 20% capacity, and Cape Tonians are still being encouraged to limit daily water consumption to about 13 gallons a day. Meanwhile, in Hawaii, the island of Kauai got nearly 50 inches of rain in one day. Chip Fletcher of the University of Hawaii at Manoa told the Los Angeles Times that the flooding on Kauai is consistent with extreme rainfall from a warmer atmosphere. He said we have to recognize that our communities were built for a climate that no longer exists. Residents of Miami will soon have an app 
that they can use to see how their property might be affected by rising sea levels and what options they have to deal with problems. The application will include projections of water levels, rainfall, tides, changing real estate values, and even disappearing jobs. The city's chief resilience officer told the Miami Herald that they want to provide the average person with information to help them think about what they can do and how they can prepare for sea level rise. But in Houston, Texas, officials appear to be less concerned about flooding from powerful storms. Last week, the city council approved plans to build 900 homes in a floodplain, even though it was just last August when the Houston area was inundated by Hurricane Harvey to destroying thousands of homes. Houston has no zoning laws that could stop the new development, but the mayor said that it will be compliant with stricter building rules recently passed. Some have spoken out against the plans. The editorial board of the Houston Chronicle said that rather than approving the new homes, city officials should send the message that development in floodplains is not acceptable after Harvey. Finally, summer is approaching, and the drudgery of winter will soon be a faint memory. So it will be time to relax and take life easy, or not. According to new research, people are more stressed out in the summer than winter. A study by scientists from Poznan University of Medical Sciences in Poland found cortisol levels of medical students were lower in winter and increased as temperatures rose. Cortisol is a hormone that's activated during stressful situations. According to the Mayo Clinic, it releases sugars in the bloodstream to react to a fight-or-flight situation, and the hormone also suppresses the digestive system and alters immune systems. System response. Usually once the stress has passed, hormone levels return to normal. Your heart rate and blood pressure go back to baseline levels and other systems resume their regular activities. But when stressors are always present, like maybe during a heat wave, overexposure to cortisol and other stress hormones can disrupt almost all your body's functions. This puts you at an increased risk for numerous health problems such as heart disease, sleep issues, and depression. Something for public health professionals to consider as the planet warms. This Week in Water is supported by the American Water Works Association, bringing together the best and brightest minds in the water sector at ACE 18. Learn more at awwa.org forward slash ACE 18.